He has his own podcast. What is it, y'all? Get my shit together. Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Tuesday, March. Where is my head? Why would it be March 17th? Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Tuesday, January 17, 2023. I hope your week is just starting. I hope that you had in the United States of America, I hope you didn't have to work yesterday on the holiday honoring Dr. Martin Luther King. And I hope that you took pause to reflect on the courage of a man's life that uh, dwarfs your own. That's what I did. Anyway, happy happy Tuesday in the abbreviated week. Uh, why would I think it was March? Well, I think what happened in my head and in, in me circuitry was the 17th, the idea that Limerick is tonight, and 17th and Limerick you're automatically going to associate with St. Patrick's Day, so that's March 17th. I don't know. And was it a worthy pursuit to try to figure out why I thought it was March 17th? When maybe I didn't even think it, I just said it. You ever say something <laughs> that you don't even think? You just say it out loud? Yes, I'm on Reddit. Of course you do. <laughs> My Redditors, shout out to y'all. By the way, if you are a listener of this podcast who is on Reddit, tell all those other dummies to check out this podcast. I'll take... I know most people that listen to this podcast are thinkers, people that are reasonably cerebral, that are critical thinkers, that don't accept certainly what I say, but they like to turn ideas over. They do not do what someone else tells them, unless that person's an expert and is saying this is the best thing for you, get the goddamn vaccine. Or if somebody, you know, is an expert and says don't get the vaccine. But I know there are probably also fucking blockheads who listen to this podcast, and I'm glad that you're here too. You know why? Because it says that you're trying to be more than you are. <laughs> By feeling better about yourself, listening to this drivel coming out every every four days, or whatever it is, every Tuesday and Friday, the Getting My Act Together podcast with Joe Smith, recurring features such as three fives. That's when he works on material for five-minute segments. Every Tuesday, he will tell you about the lineup of Limerick. And today, you know what I'm going to tell you about? I'm going to tell you about a children's birthday party I hosted. How good was this party? I'm not going to listen to the whole podcast. is not going to be about that. Don't worry. How good was this podcast or what kind of parent am I? Sorry, not the podcast. I am caffeinated. It is true. It's the... It's the opposite of when I'm drinking alcohol talking on this podcast, which I haven't done in since January 2nd. I don't mind being dry for this test <laughs> that's coming up. I like not drinking. I like sleeping as deeply as possible. You've heard me say it a million times. Well, dude, if you really like it, why do you talk about it so much? I'll tell you what I don't like. I don't like being made to not drink. That's what I don't like. I like choosing not to. And I feel like now I'm kind of being made to not drink. Well, who ultimately made it? Was that you because you speedball cholesterol medicine and some silver tequila or some reposado tequila? Maybe. I'm caffeinated. There's no doubt. I'm not referring to a what kind of podcast this is or host that I am. I was referring to what kind of a host of a birthday party for a four-year-old and what kind of parent am I? Because 
I hosted with my spouse, we hosted not only a two-hour birthday party uh, at the designated climbing wall, trampoline, jumping, banging into things, uh, kid euphoria type place. Why don't I shout him out? I don't know. <laughs> because I don't feel like doing that right now. But it's one of those places where kids, just little kids, love going. They can jump on trampolines. They can throw balls. They can go down slides. It's It's terrific. Not only did we host the party there for two hours, but upon the conclusion of that, we told about 40 people to come back to our house afterward. And you might think it's false modesty. It's not. You might think it's unnecessary self-deprecation. It's not trying to curry the favor of the unwashed masses, the blockhead Redditors who listen to this podcast, who don't want me to get too high on my horse, who have what, uh, you know, they don't want me to have tall poppy syndrome, as they might say down under, and get too big for my britches and not remember where I came from. It's not that at all. We invited 40 people back to the smallest house in the neighborhood. That's unequivocal. We have the smallest house in the neighborhood. Now, A, we have a small house, but also we live among some very big houses. So both of those things are in play. And at that party, which commenced at 4 o'clock, at the beginning of it, I'm just going to, I'll get to it. Uh, One of the guests, and she was the adult, she was not the 4-year-old, one of the guests was so smashed, she was physically intoxicated, like got, uh, got up and like smashed into a wall. She also was lying down at a table with her head resting on it, just fucking sleeping it off in the middle of this roundtable conversation among six people. She just put her head down and went to sleep. I loved it. Live your life. And then ultimately got up and went and slept in her car. She knew how to solve her problem. She took the steps required to. But that's, I'll tell you about that. Okay, that's the type of parent. I don't know if there's a whole lot more to tell you other than that. But that's the type of parents, that's the type of uh, kids party host that I am. We do two hours at the place. There's adult beverages. I hate adult beverages. There's booze. Adult beverages. That's so, uh, it's like wearing a t-shirt that says wine o'clock or something. Or don't talk to me till I've had my coffee. There was booze at my daughter's fourth birthday party. There was beer and there was wine and little champagne cans or something like that and apparently this woman was overserved. and that means for a good party anyway <clears throat> i'm gonna tell you that in just a sec- i'll tell you about that take you into the intricacies of the party i also think that i'm having a little traction maybe with that show i mentioned last time which right now in my head i've titled the best medicine i'm in talks i'm in conversations uh with a person of influence who might help me uh, stage the show, so stay tuned for that. Anyway, I will start my Chicagoans, my Denver, Colorado boys, my 06 Highlander drivers, my In It to Win It Q Lazarus fans. I will start by telling you about Limerick Junction. So if you don't want to hear about it, pause the podcast for two and a half minutes and then come back. But Limerick is out of control and it has been since I took it over. <laughs> Tonight's lineup, I want to tell you about the lineup, right? The lineup itself is ridiculous. You know who's closing it out is uh, one of my closest allies, one of my closest friends in stand-up comedy, 
And one of the best around, who is, this man is meant for big things, Nick Murphy is close, closing out the show. So Nick's going to do 15, 20 minutes at the end of Limerick, which is usually a, a great time. But here was on, here's who's on the show. Starting off after me, uh, Lissandra Vasquez. Here's what the lineup was, let's put it that way, when I booked the show. Lissandra Vasquez, who was the resident comic in October or November of uh, last year, she's coming back. Donald G is on the show. Uh, Brian King, again. Yes, I love Brian King. I want him on every stage in North America. So that's how we're starting. Lissandra, Donald G, Brian King, Angel Contreras is making her return. And then who comes after Angel and before Nick? Like, wow, this is a great show. I'll tell you who. It's the monthly appearance of Mr. Brent Starr, whose voice you know is at the beginning of this podcast saying, what's the name of that podcast, Joe? And I'm like, come on, dude. All you have to say is the Getting My Act Together podcast. And then Nick's closing it out, right? So that was the lineup as booked. Lissandra, Donald, Brian, Angel, Brent Starr. And then Nick closes us out, and I hand the baton to Tamar Rubin or Jason Holsey for lightning round, and it's Limerick Bonanza. But... Two colleagues of mine made inquiries about, was there room on the show? And these are two colleagues that could ask me every single time when the show could be booked to capacity. And I would say, absolutely, there is room on the show for you two because I love you and I love your comedy. So who's doing the bullet, bullet spot? Uh, Zane Sharif. Okay? Zane Sharif is doing the bullet spot. Follow Zane on Instagram. His numbers are coming up. It's just a matter of time until he's headlining clubs. And then probably Zane's, Zane's uh, what is it? His trajectory is higher than mine. Zane will be headlining theaters before I will. Zane is more likable. His act is more robust and plays to a broader group of people. Probably he, He's better. He's better. I don't know if he's better. He's better. Is he better? Well, I, I like to remain in the place where I don't think anybody's better. Zane is a very, very good stand-up comic, and I'm thrilled that uh, I want Limerick to be his home club, so he's coming. <laughs> Limerick is your home club, Zane. Zane Sharif is going to come do the bullet spot uh, before Lissandra, and then you know who else is going to do a spot? A Limerick favorite. You hear me reference a uh, the star, quite frankly, the breakout star of the first season of the Queer Eye for, a, for the Straight Guy reboot. Uh, which they did a couple years ago. It's called just Queer Eye now on Netflix. Uh, Neil Reddy. He's in the very first uh, episode, I think the very first episode of the reboot, with also another Atlanta comic, Joe Galois. So Atlanta's got the got it unlocked. That's that's how Limerick is. Why, what else are you doing? Nothing. Well, you're getting a good night's sleep. But you still can come down for the show at 9 and be in bed by 11 o'clock. That's the lineup. It's going to be phenomenal. I hope you join. Working backwards to this party. So yesterday was MLK Day. By the way, I appreciate you allowing me to uh, serve you this podcast uh, nine hours after it should be out. Normally it comes out at 5 a.m. Eastern uh, on Tuesdays, and today it's coming out at 2 a.m. Eastern. And that's because I had family in town, and it was very busy. And then at the end of yesterday, at the end of MLK Day, I just needed to talk to my wife. I needed to 
debrief with her. We didn't talk shit about anybody that was in town or visiting. And you know that because I'm telling you that. We didn't, actually. We just talked about what it was like and the girl's experience over the last three days of having all these people in town for her four-year-old birthday because our family is spread out across the country. So, one more sip here. So, it was just, it just didn't make sense to record the podcast last night when my wife's like, let's, let's have a chat. She's like, I'll have a drink and you <laughs> be a pussy and not. I have scheduled my blood test. It's like in 10 days. And depending on how I feel at the end of that day after the blood test, I could see myself enjoying a nice, big, and I mean big, like bold, <laughs> fruit-forward glass of red wine. Yesterday, so anyway, that's what the, the delay was for, and I'm recording this on Tuesday. Yesterday, my who was in town? My brother, my sister-in-law, my nephew, and when I said last time, both grandmas are in town. Uh, my mom was in town, and meaning my my juggling, juggling instructor's wife was in town, and my wife's mom. So yesterday we all got up and went and ran uh, a 5K, the MLK Day, MLK Day Fun Run, MLK Day 5K. I think it said, let, then the tagline is, let freedom run. And we went and ran a, a 5K. The whole family did. The grandmothers pushed uh, the young children. My nephew is a year, and he's almost two years old. And my daughter, of course, is four. The grandchildren were, were pushed in strollers. My wife ran, my brother, myself, my sister-in-law, we all ran. And I'm very sore today because I tried to keep up with my wife for the first mile, and I did. By the way, I ran the first mile in under eight minutes, Redditors, wherever you are. You can put that, you get, cancel me for that. He's, he, he tells you he's a comic, he, uh, ostensibly he's a comic, but he ran an under eight minute mile. Yeah, don't worry. The uh, next two miles were slower and ultimately I bonked, but I still did it in 25 minutes or so, something like that. Not bad. So that was yesterday. We all did that. It was a good time. And then what else did I do? You know I'm very conflicted about supporting businesses that are open on MLK Day, as I've said in years past. But I've been trying to get into who? I've been trying to get into <laughs> the dermatologist. How do you know you're old? You have a dermatologist. Have I talked about this? That's all that means. Children don't, don't go to the dermatologist because you have to be alive for a long period of time to need to go to the dermatologist, generally speaking. I, I tried to make a bit out of this years ago around, you go to the dermatologist and they're like, oh yeah, you, what, what happened here is you were alive for too long. The sun it came up and set so many times in your existence that your exposure to it caused you these health complications. <laughs> There's no other way around it. I, uh, of Irish descent, I, a pale group of people, emigrated poorly. My people emigrated from Ireland to the Midwest, to the Chicago area, 
And then ultimately, my grandparents, you know, a few generations after that, my grandparents led a migration of people, uh, migration, they all moved, they got on airplanes probably and flew out there to the West Coast. Some settled in Arizona, others settled in Southern California. Those are not environments in which my pasty, pale skin was meant to thrive. And I also grew up in an era where it was like, yeah, just put this oil on your body and it should be good. I have had blisters from suns. I've had blisters from sunburn more than once in my life. Okay. Sunscreen and the knowledge of what it does, of what the sun does to your body is different now than it was when I was a child. (laughs) So uh, my wife also grew up in Southern California of the era. And we just have this expectation that skin cancer is in the mail. It's coming, right? It's in the post and it's just a matter of time. So we are vigilant about going to the dermatologist once a year and giving them the full Monty saying, go to work, look around, be intrusive. If you know what I mean, I mean, really get in there. Also, if you know anything about going to the doctor, you know that, uh, apparently along with being an anesthesiologist, uh, Being a dermatologist is the best job a doctor could have. They make tons of money. They rarely, well, I'm not talking about the anesthesiologist, but the dermatologist, they rarely are, uh, I can't imagine they're in emergency situations, stressful situations. All they do is kind of look at your body and say, have that checked out, or I'm checking it out, or that's not a big deal. This is a big deal. Let's freeze that thing off. Let's keep an eye on that one. I have a watch. Can I get a watch, Jana, on this uh, spot 32? So it's like the best doctor job to have, I guess, uh, from what I've been told by my uh, physician friends. It's one of the best. And if you ever go to a dermatologist, uh, you know that when you call, they're like, yeah, our first available is like in six months. That's how, that's why you need to make them make the appointment as soon as you leave uh, so it's on the books for next year anyway I had one and it it was supposed to be back in November I had an appointment scheduled and they had to move it because you know I'm sure the doctor had to play golf or go to the Caribbean or something like that and they got me in yesterday on MLK day and like I said I'm conflicted about that especially in Atlanta it feels, you know, the birthplace of the movement, right? Where Martin Luther at Ebenezer Baptist Church is less than four miles from my house. It seems, it seems a little tone deaf for any business in this city, but it's also it tells you what the city values and what the city doesn't value, just candidly. I mean, we are what our dollars do, quite frankly. My, my dermatologist, who is, uh, she's white. Oh, I mean, this is the first time I've ever seen it. The dermatologist I saw yesterday is white. She uh, ran the, I think she's a founder of the practice. And at least 70% of the people working around her were black. And one of the, her assistants who was taking my history, which is, this is a, really kind of a uh, modern problem or a uh, fortunate problem. I'm trying to avoid saying first world problem. Uh, 
uh, first world problem. Like, I just sat down in the lobby and you gave me the iPad and I filled all this shit out. And now we're three minutes later sitting in a room and you're using a piece of paper to take in the same information. What the fuck is going on here? I wouldn't express that to this woman who was very nice and taking uh, and taking my information down again for the second time. Anyway, she asked about did I have a history of skin cancer, and I misunderstood that. Apparently, I thought I did. I thought I had more a more prevalent history of skin cancer than maybe I did in my family. So shout out to them. They knew what they were doing when they emigrated to the southwest of the United States. I wanted to say to her, I did. Well, I said to her, I did. I said, my grandmother had melanoma, which my mom said, no, she didn't. <laughs> uh, I thought she did. I told the woman, I started to say, yeah, well, my grandmother had it. And we we didn't emigrate. I, I was going to say we did not emigrate well. But I did not want to say that to her. That would have seemed, especially on that day yesterday, would have seemed even more tone deaf than their fucking practice being open. If I'm like, yeah, so my people chose to come from Ireland to Chicago and then they had more options and they decided to pursue life in the Southwest United States. Not everybody had that journey to this country and I caught myself before I fucking foolishly said anything about it in uh, on Martin Luther King Day in the city of Atlanta while I was seeing something that, generally speaking, primarily affects pale white people like myself, that is, skin cancer. Because we're just not adapted to it. All of which is to say, I am greedy to get in to see the dermatologist because now you know I'm trying to live for another 30-odd years. I'm trying to live because I have something to live for. I have this girl. I have this four-year-old. So... My doctor visits, <laughs> my not drinking to check this cholesterol speedballing thing with alcohol, uh, I'm taking very seriously. So I want to get in, see the dermatologist, and guess what? And also, I have a few barnacles. For those of you who've seen me lately shirtless, be like, wow, he does look like a young Harrison Ford. If, you, if you've seen my abs, if you, in my cut, <laughs> my ripped, my shredded. No, are you cheese grated? Are you Diced and julienned? No. But you have you may have noticed I have a couple just barnacles. <laughs> That's what the dermatologist called them. I want to get checked out. So when I'm showering, when I'm, when I'm being intrusive, cleaning, I'm, I'm thinking, washing, preparing my body, putting lotion on it, <laughs> like Bill. I want to know, is this something that's going to come back and, and, and bite me? Is this something that's going to keep me or slow me from spending... You know, the next 30 years with my daughter and my wife, of course. Or is this nothing to worry about? All of which is to say, I got a great goddamn result in that there's only one freckle of all things. I have, you know, I have all sorts of stuff on my body. But just one single freckle that she said she just wanted to watch. And it did not need to be watched for a year. Meaning she would check on it in a year. But everything else, according to her... And I should put her name and practice out there. I need to clear my throat here one second. I should put her name and practice out there to hold her accountable. <laughs> Just in case, oh, it turns out you're actually dying of all these uh, skin things. One freckle, keep an eye on it. Let me know if it changes shape, size, whatever. Uh, so I was very glad for that because like, I'm trying to 
I envision a healthy next 25 to 35 years of my life. That'd be great. And, or as healthy as possible. And skin something I'm concerned about. And obviously my heart and brain are the other two big things that I really care about. Not my old, my old Thompson Gunner. <laughs> I, I, so I look forward to hopefully getting good news in 10 days or whenever I take that blood test. Like, oh yeah, you shouldn't drink on the cholesterol medicine or we, you really don't need the cholesterol medicine. Drink a little less, something. We'll hopefully get a good result there. And then I'll feel like, okay, all right, I have a pretty good uh, bill of health. Never really, you know, as you're younger, you think you're, unless you have a big scare, you think you're somewhat, uh, whatever it is, invulnerable? I don't know. I get, it's basically like I've said a hundred times. I have something that I would really, that I really want to be part of. I just want to see what happens with this kid. I'm so, I want to, I want to make sure I give her everything and, and part of giving her everything, meaning the right things in life, guidance, structure, support, love, affection, you know. A new pair of shoes now and again. I want to give her everything, including as much of my time that I have left as possible. So I'm, I'm, I want to make sure my health is sensible. Does that make sense? So I, and I, and I'm, I'm eating well. <laughs> I've always eaten. Pre- all right, okay, okay, dude. All right, all right. So anyway, good result at the dermatologist yesterday. Thank you very much. Uh, and then I took everyone to the airport. And then we tried to do me time. My daughter woke us up, and uh, that was the end. And then all of a sudden, lo and behold, my daughter and I walked a pack and play. This is my daughter and I walked a pack and play that we'd borrowed from a neighbor. Did like a 25-minute walk in our neighborhood. By the time it was all over, come back, have dinner, bath, book, hugs, come check on you. And my daughter after a long weekend of being celebrated, was out like that. Just Did you hear that? Just like that. It's a lot. She's going to... It's a lot because, as you you, you know, we... Uh, well, as you know, Christmas was less than a month ago. And then on top of it, she's... Uh, you know, she has one of those early birthdays or birthday close to Christmas. Kids sometimes struggle to disentangle the two. I don't know where she is with it, but I do know that it's like a month of her getting stuff, being the center of attention, and uh, you know, getting much shine and and thriving in it. But also now is now it, you know, now is a, a it's crescendoed, and we're back to basics. <laughs> and this morning when we all got up, she was, uh, you know, you could tell it was like, all right, the hangover sets in. But uh, she went off to school and fine fettle. So it was a big weekend for the four-year-old. We had this party. And I was able to go to the party from two to four. But then also, when the party was over, we said, why doesn't everybody just come back to our house? And we'll just like, the the kids' after party will be there. And you know, I was able to do that. Because I didn't have to go to the punchline at 6, 8, and 10. I, I didn't have to do that on Saturday. I had Saturday night off. So everyone came back to our house. And my wife and I just went into host mode. We opened bottles of wine. We said to people, hey, there's beer here. Uh, we 
you know, we have that hand-me-down jumpy house. We put that out in the front yard. And there were at least 10 kids and maybe 20 adults or some combination of those, like 30 or 40 people in our humble abode. Everybody's having a great time. And very early on, I noticed this woman looked a bit unsteady. And she's a woman that I don't, that I, I'm, I'm seeing a lot. I'm, I'm seeing very frequently now, but don't know her as well as some of the people who I see less often. Uh, so I've never seen this side of her, let's say. Like a few of them I've seemed a little banged up, and they've probably seen me a little banged up. But uh, it was clear very early on when she came into the house. What I'm saying is she got fucked up at the kid's party, not at the after party at our house. And really, she might have been banged up before. She might have pre-gamed before she went to the kids' party at 2 o'clock. Because you'll remember me saying, bartenders know this. They only, you've only seen what you've seen them have. A lot of times people in a bar will walk in, sit down, and after the first drink, they're smashed. And the bartender's like, I don't get it. How come? The answer is... They were drinking before they got here. This is all that you've seen. So she could have, for all I know, went to brunch this you know, this Saturday morning, had a few. Then by the time she got to our party at 2 o'clock, she had two or three more. I don't know what happened. But by the time she got to our house, where I offered her, uh, I offered her I'm like, would you like some wine, would you like some beer, or whatever? She's like, no, I'll, just, I'll have some water. I'm like, okay. It's an interesting choice early on just considering what I presumed. Then uh, then there was like an unsteady, she kind of like slammed in, not slam, kind of unsteadily bumped into a wall. And then 15 minutes later, everyone's talking around this round table and she puts her head down on it. <laughs> like, uh, like Ali Sheedy in The Breakfast Club, which came out probably in 1985. 30... I just referenced a movie that came out 37, 38 years ago. But that's what she looked like. She kind of just slammed her head down, and she was out. Did I sometime in my life have a crush on Ali Sheedy? Yes. Why would that have been? I don't know. I guess she looked like uh, just a bunch of Irish people that I should be. Anyway, the party was a rager. We just kept opening wine. I said to my wife, like, we're going to run out of wine. We don't have cellars and cases of wine we have maybe four or five bottles that we could draw from paul ollinger's just rolling his eyes like four or five bottles I'm like dude get your weight up well i'm trying god damn it paul i didn't work at facebook okay <laughs> i didn't help make the world a, be a worse place i almost said that was almost a slip and said facebook made the world a better place all right anyway she got smashed but everybody had a great time and then my wife, thinking ahead, made a big baked pasta. She made a pasta, baked pasta, and then baked it. And uh, and lo and behold, the adults, after an hour and a half of wine, were like, bring out that pasta. And we, we ate a whole tray or two of pasta. Everyone had a good time. Right as you'd think, like, okay, it's getting dark outside. I don't have to go to the punchline for the 6 o'clock show, right? Because I didn't, I wasn't at the punchline Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, at six o'clock or whatever it was, as it's getting dark, one of the kids said, who knew it was there, Hey, can you put the jumpy house out? And you could see a parent or two like, Oh, really? Now we're going to do the jumpy house. And I was like, 
yeah, I'm going to do the jumpy house right now. I know you want to go, and I know you want to get your kid back to their schedule. But I'm going to be the dad. And I was conscious in the moment. I want to be the dad who errs on the side of being the fun dad. I'm not talking about, like, there won't be warmth and structure and all that shit. But if there's a chance, like, let's blow it out. Like, yeah, I'll remember. When you think the party's over, her dad, not for me to be a hero, her dad brings out the jumpy and everyone goes into it and is freezing their ass out on their front lawn. But has a great time as the parents are all looking at their watches. I'd rather be that dad than the dad who's like, than the dad who I've talked about on this uh, podcast or not, maybe in a different, the guy who leaves early to, the guy who beats traffic. I don't want to be the guy to beat traffic. Nobody wants to hang out with you, and it's not about me. I don't. There will be enough time to keep the kids on the schedule. This is her birthday party, after party, where adults are getting hammered. And I guess they're going to drive home. I don't, I don't know how they got. No, the husband drove home. I, I, I'm not watching what people drink unless you fall asleep on my table. That's the only time you're like, wow, <laughs> she was fucked up. <laughs> I'm going to err on the side of being the fun dad. Remember when? the jumpy that's that's what i'm talking about that's that's where i want to be and so the party at the the designated place which they run like clockwork by the way i would like to shout out johnny's new york pizza on cheshire bridge thank you all so much for making the pizzas and most important for cutting the pieces again it's so critical that you double cut those pieces, and they did it, and I'm grateful for that. Johnny's Pizza, Cheshire Bridge. Also, the pizza is delicious. Adults and kids like it. Uh, I don't know how many Johnny's there are. I don't think there are a ton of them. It's not like, I don't think it's mellow mushroom level of corporation. But the pizza's really good at Johnny's Pizza, and they're very nice. And I defy you to stop into Johnny's Pizza on Cheshire Bridge Road. I defy you to walk down Cheshire Bridge Road without hooking up with someone who's selling sex. And while you're going into Johnny's Pizza, I defy you to stop in there and not think to yourself as you look at the laminated uh, checkered orange and white tablecloths and the canisters of Parmesan cheese and a TV that's silently on in a dusty corner. I defy you to not think, you know what would be great? A cold draft beer. Which I've done once or twice while I'm waiting for my pizza. I'll have a just a draft at Johnny's. It's a, it's a great place. It's the, they don't make them like Johnny's anymore. So check out Johnny's Pizza, Cheshire Bridge Drive, and thank you uh, boys for uh, double cutting the pizza. It makes all the difference in the world. We were at the kids' party for two hours and then back at our house for three and a half, almost four hours. And this is why you don't need to be the dad who's like, no, I'm not going to get the jumpy. What do you, what, what, me getting the jumpy house out might have delayed everyone leaving by 45 minutes. But that's the kid, and the kids are on fumes, and the, the, the skirmishes are increasing, you know, like kids getting, hitting their heads or somebody getting mad because somebody wasn't sharing. That ramps up the more that kids get tired and all that. But 45 minutes is the difference, and the kids have the time of their lives, and they're exhausted 
from enjoying themselves. What a great place to be that is. So that was that was Saturday, and again, it was really helped by the fact that I didn't have to go to uh, to the punch that I was not working at the punchline Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So it all worked out, punchline. say one more thing about my fitness over the weekend i did a four mile run a three mile run a three mile run and i'm just trying to live for that lady there was something else i wanted to mention uh and then i'll the uh, you might be holding out for three fives you might not three fives is going to be a, a recurring thing but i thought about meaning exploring material like just calling the united states the states like i think that's a good idea but it's going to happen periodically. It's too if it's too regimented, then the podcast is something that I don't want it to be. So uh, I'm not going to do that right now. The other thing, I guess, was just another piggyback on the not drinking. I went out to dinner on Friday night because I wasn't at the punchline. I went out to dinner on Friday night with my wife, my mom, and my wife's mom. A lot of situations here where I'm the only male. Fortunately, my brother came down on Saturday and added a little testosterone. A little. (laughs) Um, We went out to this really nice restaurant in Midtown, blocks from the Laughing Skull Lounge. And I had a mocktail. And, And I was like, I was rolling my eyes like, I think I'm just supposed to not... I'm supposed to avoid alcohol, right, to see the interaction with this cholesterol medicine. But that probably doesn't mean I can't have a glass of wine here or there, right? But I'm such a fucking nit about, well, the doctor said do this, so do this. Like, you know, I like my streaks. Uh, I'm fine not drinking. We'll keep saying it. The only times I want to have a drink is around other people. Like a nice glass of red wine in a restaurant, that's that's what dining is. So I almost had a glass of wine at that dinner on Friday night. Uh, I didn't. But I never, during that long uh, afternoon where everybody else was getting paralyzed at uh, my daughter's fourth birthday party, did I, uh, did, I, did I care or be like, oh, I wish I could. It wasn't like that. It was with a nice meal that we were having. And then I realize it's just I I like to choose my outcomes, <laughs> like everyone else does. I have today seen on this Monday, and just because it's uh, happening out my window here, uh, a woman walking holding a dog with a sweater. Earlier today, I saw a woman walking a dog with a first for me. A white woman first. The dog was wearing a... And it doesn't matter. This woman actually right now walking the dog with a sweater on, holding the dog, is not white. She's a non-white. But the woman who this morning was walking the dog, I'd never seen this before, the dog had a raincoat on. I mean, just the humiliation people do put their uh, pets through. Anyway, I, I will... Uh, I'll let you go... I'll let you go. There was, oh, I was going to mention, I think I have a little bit of traction for the show. That's what I was going to say. I think I have a little bit of traction for the show, kind of modeling it on 
kind of, as I said last time, uh, having a show called The Best Medicine or What's Your Problem? But laughter is the best medicine. So call the show The Best Medicine. Have three comics with me. I will mediate and, and guide and maybe not even score the comics on how well they do. Right. Like I said, it doesn't have to be a contest. Maybe we just have segments like what are we going to talk about? All right. The first one is we're going to roast people's work problems. Next, we'll amp up the intensity and maybe roast people's personal problems. And then the third segment will be the wild card. It could be, you know, roasting climate change or roasting, uh, you know, what color Jesus or whatever it is. I'm having talks with uh, an influential person in Atlanta at a comedy club. And I think we might be able to give it a, uh, a little run to sort of prove the concept. I don't want to jinx it, but fingers crossed we, uh, we can try this and see what's what. I think there's something in it. I think there's something in it, but you know what? You will be the judge of that, just like you are the judge of if this podcast is worth listening to and telling people about and leaving a review on iTunes. Have a great week. Uh, don't co- you know, come to Limerick. Don't come to Limerick. It's going to be a great one tonight. Zane Sharif and Neil Reddy are just, oh, by the way, they're going to be there too. Someday you'll be like, wow, he talked a lot about that and what a special thing it was. And you, and then you'll realize, okay? All right, anyway, have a great week. Thank you for listening and uh, telling everybody about this, sharing the video clips, and uh, driving your 06 Highlander.